0: Hello and welcome to everything is black and white podcast post Liverpool. I hope you've all had a very Merry Christmas. Uh, better than I'm sure any fans who at the Games Boxing Day has been. But I hope they've had a safe journey down back. Uh, we're just on the M1 on the way home at the moment. Ian Buse, photographer, is currently driving. Uh, and myself, Chris Woff and Chief Football Writer, Lee Ryder. We've just seen Newcastle United humbled 4-0 by unbeaten league leaders Liverpool. Uh, They scored in the first half thanks to Dejan, love runs, uh, half volley after a mistake from Jamal Lascelles, poor header back, poor defending from the rest of the team as well, not to cover. Then Newcastle did well for the rest of the first half, but early in the second half, a dodgy penalty decision, uh, very soft, Mo Salah went down and Paul Dummett took out his hand and the referee gave it, 47th minute, and then Salah converted the penalty and Liverpool just stepped it up a gear and... Jordan Shaqiri scored before substitute Fabinho added a fourth and Newcastle really were humbled at times. Lee, how difficult a game was that to watch, particularly in the second half and how alarming was did you find part of the performance?
1: Yeah, it was very painful for any jury watching that today because Newcastle, uh, they, were, they were getting punished really. Um, the scary thing is Liverpool weren't really getting out of second and third gear at times. But they just had quality in abundance. But the reason they've got quality is because they've spent a hell of a lot more money than Newcastle. And really, the team that Rafa Benitez is putting out is, is the only players at his disposal. Um, but he's, he's somehow, you know, kept them in the the relegation hunt. And um, you know, games like today uh, are just a step too far for Newcastle. Uh, as you say, first half, not too bad. When they went 1-0 down, you thought it was going to be a really long afternoon, but there was a couple of signs of recovery um, towards the end of the first half. But the way the second half opened up, penalty, soft penalty, it was just what the Liverpool crowd needed, and it really, you know, set the tone. And then when they were 2 up, they were just... You could tell they were just determined to put a show on, a festive show for their fans and um, this is a team gunning for the title and uh, I know they've slipped up winning the title in the past but th- this time they look pretty ruthless and uh, Newcastle United unfortunately ran into them on the wrong
0: day. And there was a few changes in the Newcastle side, I think it was 6 and all from Benitez, he said before the weekend, when spoke to him last Friday and after the game on Saturday, that he intended to make changes. Newcastle, this was their second game within the space of seven days, and they played four games in ten days. He said he wanted to make changes, he'd be fresh. But Rondon was out of the team. Uh, he'd also at the, made changes to the back, so Cher dropped out. Fernandez was back in. Uh, you had um, Yedlin back on right right wing back, you also had Isaac Hayden came in for Ki Sung Young who's gone away uh, on a national duty to play for South Korea and the Asian Cup and uh, Newcastle played in what was essentially a 5-3-2 formation, Rafa said after the game that it it wasn't uh, just because he was looking ahead to what he said this was what he has to do with so many games in such a short period of time, what did you make of the changes and in terms of the personnel who came in, how did you think each of them performed?
1: Yeah, well, he's doing something a little bit similar to what he was doing uh, in the Championship at the moment when he kept changing the team when they were playing every few days. So he's obviously just trying to to keep people as fresh as possible. Um, I asked the question in the press conference, you know, what was he preserving the team for Watford? Um, I guess when you look at it, really, Rondon, if he was going with his strongest team Rondon would have started maybe Fabian Shear would have started as well uh, I think Fabian Shear will probably walk back in the team now uh, that, but you know you always knew that that Watford game as hard as it will be it's less daunting than then going to Liverpool and it's a more realistic opportunity to get three points so I can understand that he's, he's, he's doing that you know as I, as I say, when Liverpool are bringing on 44 million pound substitutes, it just shows you that you know Newcastle just did it in a different league financially to these uh, these these heavyweight teams. And you know, you could say four 0 maybe you're getting off lightly. Uh, Rafa'll be really disappointed because it's dented the goal difference. But at least Burnley getting beat. There's still five points between. Uh, Newcastle in the relegation zone, so maybe grateful for small mercies. And when they dust themselves down, if they say they can't get a slender win at Watford, three points from six 0 so the festive period wouldn't be too bad.
0: Yeah, and one the I suppose the small mercies from the game of day, and it pressing in one sense that Newcastle happened to look at other teams but none of the bottom three won they keep on failing to pick up points so Huddersfield lost at Manchester United Burnley got hammered at home against Everton and also he had Fulham who drew early in the day uh, at home against Wolves when they had been winning so the gap is still five points as you say to the bottom three in terms of the, the game itself uh, at Anfield Benitez after the game bemoaned Uh, Newcastle's mistakes defensively I think he was talking primarily about the first goal when Newcastle had a lapse of concentration when they were doing alright he also uh, spoke about Newcastle's misses in front of goal Hossloo couple of headers just wide Hayden had a chance second half Mudo had a header in the first half which chances you didn't necessarily expect Newcastle to get it on field but the big talking point was the penalty Lee what did you make of the incident did you think it was a penalty and if not do you think decisions have been going against Newcastle over the last few weeks
1: I, I just don't want to complain too much about the penalty because then it looks like I'm sort of saying that they got the result was because of the penalty but it was a, It did come at a pivotal moment in the game, I think the incident itself uh, it saddens me to see players go down so easily uh, but when you have a referee like you did today who was pandering to one of the top sides I, th- I, found, I found that hard to swallow, I thought he was really uh, leaning towards Liverpool in terms of he was frightened to give anything too bad against them, uh, and you know when Salah claps like that in the box, he couldn't wait to point to the spot. He didn't, t- didn't even think about it. You know, didn't consider it for a minute. Just pointed straight at the spot, heard the crowd, and that turned the game. And uh, yeah, so Newcastle's got to be really careful against the top sides because we don't get penalties. Uh, other teams get them very easily. So. You know that, that that's where that's where Newcastle stand at the moment. Maybe it's because in the eyes of referees and stuff like that, Newcastle's an unfashionable club compared to the so-called bigger boys. But um, you know we don't get in that home either. Do we didn't get the Kennedy one against Fulham. Um, you know referees seem determined that they don't you know bow to the to the Newcastle crowd. But when it's one of the bigger teams, your Man City's your Man United, your Liverpool's, they they just point straight at the spot as soon as you hear a little a few groans so yeah what can you say just really disappointing but the game overall wasn't you know Newcastle didn't lose because of the penalty it was just one of the moments on the way to defeat
0: Yeah and I mean when Newcastle play the so called big six the likes of Liverpool it is becoming almost a long contest now it is just damage and limitation to a certain degree they've lost against all six of them so far this season the gulf is massive um, and it, it is very frustrating in that regard. Their Boxing Day record is also horrendous. Four, just four wins in the last 21 games now on Boxing Day. But in terms of the context of the post-match press conference, Lee, you spoke to Benitez about transfers. And it was enlightening, to say the least, that he gave some very short answers, but very telling answers you said to him. Does he expect uh, how Are they making progress? Does he think there'll be a transfer uh, breakthrough imminently he said no you then said does that concern you Does concern him all he said was yes uh, you asked him about the fact Mike Ashley is away on holiday at the moment uh, is he there been any communication from the owner towards Lee Charlie and he has said he'd spoken with the managing director um, and that he thinks that it's going to be very difficult for Newcastle next month uh, and that he basically admitting that he's worried ahead of the transfer window what do you make of all of that and what is your understanding about the current situation Newcastle are in with regards to making progress in the transfer market with the window opening on Tuesday?
1: Yeah I think it was quite a, it was quite a staggering press conference again I have to say that first and foremost I think uh, there were a lot of um, gasps from the Liverpool media boys uh, when when that got said and uh, I think you know, Newcastle again, they just find themselves in another awkward position and, you know, really the, the next question should have been well, well, why Why is it going to be difficult? It's not Rafa being difficult. Why, why should it be difficult for Newcastle to spend money when they've got TV money banked from previous, um, you know, installments from the Premier League? Uh, I have to say as well that money is supposed to be for buying players because the Premier League have this arrangement with the TV because they want the best players on the planet playing in this league as part of this this package so I think something's wrong there if money is being withheld for business reasons when it's meant to be put on the on the field for the fans so I think that's you know absolutely wrong I am um, I think when Rafa is talking about being difficult maybe he's meaning he's gonna have to fight and scrap and jump through hoops just to get simple things done. Uh, you know, last you know last winter when Newcastle got to the end of it the last week and they still hadn't signed a player, then they got, you know, three lone players came in, one, two, three, very quickly. But you know, as we've seen it was a gamble because we didn't really know anything about Dubravka at that point went on to be brilliant of course Kennedy took his time to get going but played a big part uh, Slamani was a, a complete flop sadly uh, so <laughs> even that success ratio what we're talking about there you know may not happen again this time if they get loan players in so worrying times ahead there was a lot of positive noises before the takeover talk you know really kicked in again that Rafa was going to be backed, that there wasn't going to be this kind of uh, stinginess with the money, but all of a sudden we seem to be questioning that again. And uh, Rafa Benitez's press conference today was another—it was another, it was another, um, another very telling conference, really. And now, you know, we're going to have to wait until Friday to speak to him again, see what he's got to say after that one.
0: Yeah, and Benitez quite often has this in and around the transfer window and during the transfer window when he thinks he can positively affect Newcastle's business during those times and he'll be hoping that there is some movement now between now in January the 1st, which is next Tuesday. we said he wanted transfers early. At the moment, doesn't look like that might necessarily be the case because Newcastle have a very difficult January, not only the FA Cup game against Blackburn. They play Man United at home, play Chelsea away, Man City at home and also a huge game against Cardiff. So, Benitez wants players in ready for that. But even before then, on Saturday, Newcastle play Watford, their third game in the space of seven days they've droned home to Fulham in a drab game they've gone to Liverpool and lost 4-0 are there any positives Lee, that you can think of going in that Watford game is there anything you think that game will be different to the last two we've seen do you think that Newcastle will fancy themselves more at Vicarage Road even though this is a Watford team who are doing quite well. They're currently playing Chelsea at the moment. It was nils each to we turned the radio off. So I'm not sure what the score is at the moment. But this is a Watford team who've done well this season. They're in the top eight in the Premier League. But are there any reasons for Newcastle fans to be optimistic ahead of that one? Well, on the basis of what they've seen today, nobody will feel
1: optimistic. But you know, when they dust themselves down, uh, it's it's not like going to Anfield. You know, Watford is a team where they can get a result. Uh, they can get a point quite easily they can get a narrow win like they got at huddersfield um positives are rondon will be completely refreshed after a little break uh fabian sure should come back into the team i think newcastle missed him today. Uh, lascelles was was poor today i think even he would admit that i gave him man of the match after the fulham game because of his contributions later on um today I thought he was pretty poor started with the poor clearance with the header which led to the first goal and then he just went he just just got lower and lower from that point maybe the problem with ourselves is is he is still a bit young and you can't be too harsh on young players and young people in general but what he he gets carried away with the highs sometimes and um, then when the lows come in a game when he has a setback he doesn't recover within the game and then that results in um, problems for the rest of the you know the game basically and unfortunately he, he's meant to be the captain and uh, Newcastle didn't have any leaders on that pitch towards the end the one other positive for me was long staff coming on a long awaited and richly deserved debut I think he equipped himself quite well he was never going to be able to change the scoreline let's be totally honest but to come on and show a bit of composure he got a few good touches on the ball and he he, he could have scored as well which um, was quite impressive because how many times have you seen young players come on the pitch they get a chance like that right in front of the goal in front of the world's most expensive keeper and uh, he didn't just slash at it he took a good touch got the composure and he nearly beat him and I think uh, as uh, Alisson went off the pitch he uh, gave Sean Longstaff a little kind of well done kind of thing because he forced him into a save and I think just little things like that that people don't always see uh, for for a young player come on that, that'll do his confidence the world are good and I think he's going to be a good player for Newcastle in the future and if he started seriously if it was between Isaac Hayden and Sean Longstaff starting at Watford for me, it would be Sean Longstaff.
0: Well, Newcastle haven't got a happy record of Big Ridge Road recently, though. I twice there under Steve McLaren uh, once in the FA Cup, once in the league and then last season, I'm sure Ian Beers, the photographer next to me will agree that that was arguably the worst 45 minutes I've ever seen from a Newcastle team, it was just after they basically uh, secured survival and they really did look like a team who'd given up towards the end of last season so I have more positive expectations than that but just finally in terms of changes you mentioned Rondon there, you mentioned Longstaff, do you expect players like that to come in the team? I think Rondon is more than likely but in terms of the players who missed out today, Atsu was completely out of the squad, having started the last couple of matches, he might feature again. Who are the sort of players you do expect to come be elevated back in the starting lineup? Yeah, I think Rondon definitely
1: will walk straight banging the team. Uh, then it'll be about getting the service right to him. Kennedy was disappointing today. Maybe he needs a rest. So if Atsu is is fit and there's no problem with him, hopefully he comes in fresh legs and uh That'll be good, and as I say, you know, Lascelles and and Fernandez as well. It wasn't just Lascelles; Fernandez was poor today as well, which he hasn't been poor um, for most of his Newcastle career so far. But uh, you know, that depends on how Newcastle decide to play it. Whether they do the five at the back again, um, we'll have to wait and see. But for me, has uh, been one of the one of the top players in recent times, and he should definitely walk. Walk back into it And they need to give the goalkeeper A lot more protection than they did today Um, But You know It won't be as difficult uh, As As today When they go to Vicarage Road uh, They will have More opportunities themselves More clear-cut opportunities to score And uh, You know Hopefully All the players You know Take the criticism in the right way And They go out and Start proving people wrong again on on Saturday
0: well fingers crossed as I say I hope you've had a, all had a very Merry Christmas and that you've been able to enjoy your Boxing Day aside from the football and uh, make sure that you tune in and follow Chronicle Live the rest of the week as we have build up to Watford we'll have Raph his press conference on Friday and then obviously we will be down at Vickford Road covering the game thanks for listening